We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. fans how you doing it's your boy no not andrew claudio but <laughs> but jonathan macri with you for another episode of the Knicks film school podcast uh we're jeremy cohen my uh i can't call him my fill-in because it's like this is like i don't know some b-level actor drops out of a role and then like tom cruise steps in um so if I mean, Jeremy, are you okay? Um, go like you had the spotlight for for two weeks, and I'm sure you realize over that time, like, wow, I'm a lot better at this than John is. I'm having withdrawal, honestly, a lot you of are. withdrawal. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's you got that that blood pumping. You're moving, you're grooving, you're talking with these guests, and it's like, oh, I get to talk with, uh, you know, just me, just just John. Just John, just John and Andrew, but no, I had a great time, but I'm, I'm really glad to have you back. And I honestly mean that it's tough. It's fun, but it's like, you know, there's prep that goes in these interviews and yeah. you gotta, you gotta talk with the people and it takes time away from other things. So, um, I'm just here. I'm with the cat, as you can see, um, we're having a great time. So welcome back. Turn of the Mac. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but that's what we do all the time. It works. And Andrew, I'm pulling you in early here. Um, I have a bone to pick with you. What did I do? The way you would introduce, that's why I, I reference it. The way you would introduce the pod episodes uh-huh. over the last few weeks, it implies that you are not the listener's boy, whereas uh-huh. you're every bit as much their boy as I am. 
Fair, fair point. I apologize, listeners. We are we're all boys. We are girls. all boys. Yes. Um, hold up, hold up. We them boys. There you go. That is. Uh, did, did I John, know the song. Actually. Okay, you do know that song. Good. There you go. The song. Um, so it does feel so good to be back. Um, it's been very, very strange the last two weeks, um, especially when. I think there have been a lot. It's I, I've like I could talk about the last uh, the last two three weeks for for a, a long time. I will try to condense it. But like when a new pod episode pops up on my feed, KF, like a new a KFS pod, and I'm like, I wasn't there for this. This is strange. A new podcast is popping up, and then I would listen. And I'd be like, Oh my god! And I would get the sensation of like what it was like to be just a listener of the show. And I gotta say, guys put on a pretty good show. I don't know. The quality obviously will go down now that I'm back. But Jeremy, um, if I could just I, before I talk about myself, I just want to say, man, uh, in all seriousness and, and Andrew, but you you produce all of these episodes. So you always get the kudos. But um, Jeremy, you killed it, man. Uh, in all seriousness, I enjoyed the hell out of every single one of the spots that you did. I love the episode from from you guys last weekend. Um and uh, I just like up and down the line, like Julito, um, John, um, I'm, I'm forgetting someone from uh, who, who am I forgetting from? I think it was the day of the move that it the the, the one I'm forgetting dropped from two Keith, weeks ago. Keith Smith. Keith. Oh, my God. I love Keith. Um, predicted, by the way, uh, that the he, well, we don't have to get into it. Maybe we'll get into it later. Um, and I then I knew where you're going with that. Yeah. But. And then and then Marin, man. I, and you kept saying it like you reference how many press things that she was doing and yet you got her to be just like so chill and relaxed. And I was just like, man, Jeremy, it's my boy. You're my boy. You're, oh, my, you're boy. my boy. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's a sort of thing where I wanted to, especially with Mir and, you know, when she's doing all these interviews, I want to ask her questions that she's not going to get. So it's and you like did. this repeat. And it fortunately worked out that way. But um, yeah, well, uh, you know, but glad to be back. Glad for us to the three, three amigos for us to be doing our thing, even though nothing Nick's related really happened this week. We can still yeah. find things to talk about because. But but we still have to talk about your move. We've not. Well, yeah. So we'll, so we'll, we're going to we're obviously continuing the trivia game that you guys started last week, um, which I'm very excited about. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Ben Simmons stuff, because that's been the, um, you know, it's kind of the news that's dominating the NBA landscape. So we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, so uh, I have moved. Um, I think I think that's the first time I've actually said that on the pod because I it's yeah because I've been I've been here the the green room I don't even think I I referenced it when we when we dropped that a week ago um so I'm if you can't see it but I am looking out right now into my new living room which is uh overlooking uh Clinton Street in um Carroll Gardens Brooklyn and uh there are a combination of box I think I've now moved to the stage where I'm just unpacking boxes even if I have no place to put the things that are coming out of the boxes and I'm just like taking the things out of the boxes and like putting them on empty spots on the floor um but I did make a a, a much needed trip to the container store earlier because this is what happens apparently when you move into a New York City apartment your underbed storage becomes like vital so we're just going to stick a bunch of shit under the bed and hope that solves some of the problems of like the piles of stuff that is in the apartment um, I don't know if you guys store anything. Do you, do you guys store anything under your beds? Yeah, yeah? We, okay. we live in, you know, 
the five boroughs. We, we're go. accustomed okay. to it. Welcome okay, to the so club. It's, you thank you. Yes, I appreciate that. Um, but this has been, uh, it's been the busiest two weeks of my life um, without question. And uh, I, for as much as there was a part of me that definitely uh, missed uh, being on the show, I can honestly say that I did not have another, I don't know, what, whatever, added up five hours um, to spare in the last two weeks. I am so utterly exhausted and I have been looking forward to this podcast. This has been getting me through um, the last week and a half since, since I actually moved because it's just like it, pro tip to anyone out there, Jeremy, Andrew, don't move with kids. Just, just, just don't do it. Just, uh, you know, or if you do it, pay like get rich and then pay someone to pack up all your shit and then unpack all of your shit and then put it away where it needs to go after you move. That's my that is my pro tip from moving with with two children. So what about getting your children to do the packing for you? You save on labor costs. (laughs) You don't have to worry about your kids while you're packing because they're packing. This is very true. So like just some nice child labor. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, the six month old is uh is probably not as well equipped uh, as the as the soon to be five year old for that. But all I'm hearing is that she's a project and there's room to grow and um she can get grow. the job done. It's like Jericho Sims. Yeah, we signed her to a two way. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm uh, I'm exhausted and uh, it's uh, it's been intense. But uh, for if anybody is more curious about like you know why I did this or anything like that, there's a, a newsletter from last Monday I think that uh, that kind of lays it all out. So feel free to check that out. It's a great um, one. Highly recommend it. Very sentimental. Beautifully, you, Be- beautifully written. I don't know. Is there anything else I should? I, I, I hate talking about myself. Um, so this is obviously very uncomfortable for me. But is there anything else that like I haven't covered that's like I should cover in terms of like my own? No, I, I mean, you're, you're in your nice little nook, right? Oh, yeah. So let me beautiful. explain where I am. So I, I, I don't know if I was, should say this because <laughs> I tried to make the, the pennant cover it. I'm there's a door behind me. Because there's a second doorway from the apartment that I moved in, because I think at one point in time, this apartment used to be two apartments. Um, so it is a door coming out of like my new living room. And like there's a whole like wall unit to my left with like the TV and like what's going to be a bunch of books. And like there's the sofa and the whole thing. And I have like like put myself into this little almost a literal hole in the wall. And that is my new podcast studio um, going forward. So um, it's a great place, but it's my nook. Nobody could take this nook from me as opposed to the laundry room, which like other people could use. Like this is now my, this is my nook. I'd like to see Dolores try to do laundry right now. I, you know what? Good luck to her. Can't do it. Um, yeah. She can't do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I am. I'm in a, I'm in a nook in my living room, but uh, it, it works. It works for me. I'm going to, I'm going to get some more stuff up on the wall. So uh, for right now though, Julius and, and RJ uh, will, will keep us company. Um, and what did I, so, uh, so did I miss anything? Uh, I feel like has there, what is the, let's start with this before we even get to the Simmons stuff. What is the single biggest piece of Nick's news? From the last two weeks, it's the, the Randall extension was in the last two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's really it, right? Pretty much. A lot of it's just Twitter being bored. And honestly, I haven't been on Twitter that often. Like, so much like you, again, I, I've been very busy with my own your, job, your and, job yes. and doing things. And I don't want to be like, you know, around and there's nothing going on. So it's great. But every now and then I'll open it up and I'll see some takes and I'll just close the app and be like, nope, this is good. I'm going to go back to, to the job that's, uh, 
it's paying me and not just look at these uh, free, terrible takes going on. So I, because I, um, again, I'm, I'm limited for minutes. The way that I make sure that I have um, covered all the bases for the newsletter in the morning is I take, like you just said, I take about five minutes, if that, to scroll Twitter. And and by the end of every time I do that every day, I'm I've, I'm convinced that there people are just looking for excuses to be angry about something. It doesn't even matter what it is. They're just like, I need to be angry about something. I'm going. And there is somebody that can cox these things in a hole in some wall somewhere. They're not my hole in the wall, a different hole in the wall. But it's just like it's September. We just had a very successful season. The Knicks had a wonderful offseason. Everything's sunshine and rainbows. It's like, can we just get to, can we just get to camp and like preseason and like what? Like, I, I guess because there's you need to fill the void, right? Is that what the reason? Yeah, is? I, I feel like you know people love basketball, but it's the sort of thing where it's like, how can we go without time talking about basketball? And I mean, mind you, it's, it's kind of funny because here we are on a podcast and we're going to try to talk about basketball when there's no basketball. Yes, yeah, so is true. so it's a little you know it's funny that way, but in the sense of like things that just kind of create controversy because controversy creates dialogue in any yeah. way. And it's just like, you know, I, I think at a certain point it does everyone some good to kind of just take you know, a cleanse for a however long. It's cool. Come back. I mean, like you're saying, it's going to be training camp before we know it. Right. We'll three three some- weeks from uh, uh, pods dropping on Monday. It was it's, yeah. uh, media day is supposed to be on that Tuesday. Right. So three weeks away. Right. It'll yeah. fly by hundred percent. We're almost there. And, you know, then we'll have more fun takes as well. And it won't mean anything, but it'll pass the time and then the regular season will start. And then it's money time. So. We are a month away, I think, when this spot, because this spot drops on what's the, I've well, completely lost track of time. The spot's dropping on the sixth. Their first preseason game, I believe, is on the fifth, right? Of October? Something like that. Something fourth, fifth, whatever it is. So yeah, we're, we're three weeks away from like real conversations about basketball, a month away from actual basketball being played. Uh, and this, this marathon, couple of years that has been going since the bubble really uh, just continues and we're going to roll right into it and it'll be fun and, and that'll be awesome. Um, so the only basketball stuff that's really happening right now is um, the, the Ben Simmons stuff, which um, for anybody who doesn't listen to the um, I, I'm and this, I'm sure this was reported somewhere else. I heard it on the Brian Windhorst podcast. If you, if it's somewhere else and you know about it, Jeremy, um, this meeting that took place between Simmons and uh, Rich Paul, and I guess the Sixers owner was there. Did someone else report that first? Or am I, I, I heard it on the Windy Pod, but in any case, there was a meeting between all those forces when um, Ben Simmons, I guess, has officially requested a trade and has said um, he's not going to show up to camp. He's just not going to come. Going to go do whatever it is Ben Simmons does. Uh, and I just like I'm fascinated by this story. This is actually a story that I want to like. I'm looking for content about this because I'm a little bit older than you. I can't remember anything quite like this where you have. So if I get all this straight, like ostensibly a young star, right? He's a, he's still a is he still a star? Is Ben Simmons a star? I don't even know. I I think he's a, a regular season star. I mean, 100%. he made an all NBA team. He did. That's the, that's the funny thing that when I see all of this. It's like, there's so much slander that goes on. And the reality is that it's like, he's still a, a very good player. He just doesn't fit a lot of what teams yeah. want. And that's okay. If you have the team built around, you know, 
his strengths or, or, or compensating for his weaknesses. And that's fine. But like, I don't know, something about where it's like, I saw some account tweet about a bunch of um, Sixers players in the past that kind of were the oh, next I saw this players. <laughs> it was like ball is something or other. Yeah, a- and, you know, it's associating Ben Simmons with them. It's like As a ben bust. Simmons is high. It's higher than teams, all of those other players combined. Like actually his, you could even say his low to a greater extent is combined uh, for all those players. I mean, it's, it's just, we've gotten to a point where, it's like, do or is he almost underrated now? I feel like I say that about well, almost every player when the, the slander gets so big that it's like, yeah. could they actually be better than we're saying they are? And, you know, he's not going to be the answer for a lot of teams, but there are some teams where he just works and that's fine and he'll do well there. And there are teams that want him. So that's the other component. of. So there's the, there's the Ben Simmons component of it. There's the, there are teams that want him because they recognize like, look, the guy's super talented for whatever his faults may be. And then there's the Dawamori component of this who like, I have to think that there are pretty decent trades out there. And Maury is just, he's, I mean, he's, he's not, he's refusing to relent for anything less than what the package is. I don't know. And, you know, for anybody listening, like, what does this have to do with the Knicks? I kind of actually think it does have a lot to do with the Knicks because if I'm reading the situation correctly, Maury is basically waiting for one of the teams that has one of the players that the Knicks are certainly going to try to obtain by hook or by crook in the next year. He's waiting for one of those teams to be like, all right, we'll trade you. You know, the names, it's Dame or Beal or um, maybe Zach Levine. I don't know. You know, we'll trade you one of these guys for Ben Simmons. Um, that's not happening, right? That's it's not, at least it doesn't <laughs> seem to be the case. Like how, as, like, how would that happen? Well, that's the thing. It's I'm sure that there, let's backtrack, right? The Sixers created this mess. You know, I mean, obviously Ben Simmons was responsible. I think for Ben Simmons had happened. a little to do with of course, it. No, no, no. But, but yeah. in the sense of the chaos, like, you know, I hate to blame fans for the reasons, but like fans are throwing trash. They're consistently throwing them under the bus. This past mm-hmm. week, there was a newscaster in Philly that was talking about Hurricane Ida and a flood. And it was like, oh, look, we've got Ben Simmons um, passing by and it's a trash can wading through floodwaters. Like that, that it's crazy. But is that not, a real thing? No, it really happened. It really did. Um, but they're not the reason for why That's it is. awful. Six <clears throat> years, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we, we saw Doc after game seven, what he was saying. Um, Danny Green has gone on podcasts talking about Life without Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. It, it's not like it, it's just awkward all around. And I actually applaud in, in some hilarious way, Ben Simmons for being like, I'm just not going to be back because I'm being set up for failure here. The fans already hate me. me the management has already told me they don't want me. Um, and, you know, the best, the minutes with Joel Embiid, I, I think it was um, uh, Tom Habistro who broke okay. this down where it's like, Embiid and Simmons had the best two-man lineup score or rating yeah. throughout the the NBA playoffs. But if you break it down, their worst time uh, was in the fourth quarter. And everything yeah. else, the first, second, and third quarters were really good. And it's just like they played the Wizards, who are not a good team. They played the Hawks, who had a tremendous run. Yeah, but The fourth quarter was when things really went downhill. And that that whole missed dunk opportunity was just a microcosm right. for everything, and it was yeah. the straw that broke the camel's back. So, but but in terms of how it's viewed with the Knicks, yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons was supposed to be the ticket to help elevate the Sixers to that next star, yeah. and they're kind of getting screwed over because 
Dame's not going anywhere, at least not right now. Not yet. He's not. And if, if Simmons, if it has to be immediate, then like, and the Dame thing is not immediate, then you have an issue. How do you so, bide your, buy your time or I guess bide your time in terms yeah. of getting to that point. But so is he, I, I appreciate what you said about, he's just like, fuck this, I'm not coming. But is he helping himself? Because if he, he wants to be gone. Right. Okay. The, I'm, I, I can't, I literally can't wrap my head around if this is helping that effort or if this is actually hurting that effort. And I, that may sound silly because like, if he says he's not going to show up, like theoretically that will um, push Maury's, you know, hand. Uh, but at the same time, like, I, I don't know, is his, tra- like, what, what is going to happen to his trade value? If he, if he's sitting out of, if he's not there at all, I, is that more of a distraction than if he's I, I literally like this? What this situation is so strange to me, and I just I don't know what's going to happen. Well, it's a huge thing with player empowerment, right? Because we talk about how players just treat contracts like they're pieces of paper and they can do and, whatever they want. And he has four years left on his, by the way. And that's the thing: we're in such uncharted territory where, when we talk about mock trades or potential candidates, like no. the reason why the two of us and others, of course, too, focus on players who have two years on their contract or fewer, you know, and including a player option, right? Where they can opt out like James Harden. He had two years and a player option, but yeah. really that's effectively two years. Of it's two years. Yeah. Like that's pretty much where the cutoff has been historically because yep. those extra year, two years, it's like, we have time, we can work this out. But Ben Simmons <clears throat> having four years left and wanted to be traded is something I don't think we've really seen before. And I don't think it hurts his value because if anything, it puts more pressure on the Sixers, right? There's a finite window of time and it's with Joel Embiid. And we don't know how long he's going to be as dominant because he's had several lower leg injuries. Yeah. Or or just like second in MVP. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. Right. But, but a big reason why he wasn't MVP was probably also, I mean, Jokic is incredible, but, Availability is the best ability. Yeah. So, or the best ability is availability. So, yeah. for for him, it's like, okay, how are we going to build a contender around Joel Embiid, who's just agreed to a massive contract extension? We can't afford to, like, you know, not have Ben Simmons there or have someone else in that fill that void. Can I? They have to get it done. It's just dragging it out also looks worse. Like, look at the Harden situation. It seemed like okay, Harden wants to leave. Well, he's under contract whatever. Yeah. And the effort just wasn't there. And it was kind of felt like it's a sabotage in some way by Harden. This is ugly. But that's worse than what Simmons is saying he's going to do. Because well, so, yeah, Harden, Harden was actively up. making his team. Right. Like, and it was a disaster. And sure. he, the press conference. And the, if Simmons is just, if he's not there, I, I guess I, I, I don't know what that does yeah, well, to I, the situation. Yes. It's like if Simmons isn't playing, is that better than Simmons? Um, playing but not showing the level well, of effort, and then not only creates- not playing but like not even reporting, so that he's right. not in the post game. Like it's those post game press conferences that drive the. I'm assuming they drive the owners crazy. Like I'm sure Tillman Fertitta was not thrilled about when Harden, whatever the fuck he said, you know, after that game, that was his last game um, as a Rocket. I, can I throw something crazy at you? That or sure. maybe it's not crazy. If you believe the reporting. The teams that want him are teams like, uh, well, Cleveland has been mentioned. Sacramento has been mentioned. Those are, along with, sadly, the Knicks up until last year. Like, if you go back over the last 20 years, um, take away the LeBron years in Cleveland, um, those are the, right? Those are the worst organizations in in basketball. 
Um, probably, Minnesota. Think, oh, Minnesota's Minnesota. the other team that yeah. wants Ben yeah. Simmons. So basically three of like the five, it's definitely three of the five worst organizations in the sport going back over, it's like under their current ownership, right? I want to um, the Hornets slash Bobcats. Also, sure, you could, I, it's in a, regardless, you could throw them in there. Sure. I'm not that they want them, but th- that tier of like crap yeah. teams of the last 20 years. If you can get multiple unprotected first round picks from any of these teams and get, I don't even care what, like get a buddy healed, get a Colin sex. And Andrew uh, just broke out in a cold sweat. Um, sorry. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think who they would get. For, I mean, even like Minnesota, like the, the poo poo platter of like Beasley and like, you know, whatever salary filler or something, but like get those picks. And then wait, if I was Philly, like wait for the situation in, whether it's Portland or or Washington or maybe somewhere else to deteriorate. And then it's like, hey, here's this shit team's first round picks. And like, yeah, maybe Ben Simmons is going to make that team better a little bit. But like, I don't know. I don't foresee if you put Ben Simmons on like Minnesota or or Portland or sorry, not Portland or um, or Cleveland or um, Sacramento, like, you know, they're better. Right. But are we sure that that's not going to be just as like a disaster? I like, that's what I would do. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that's where this is headed, but I, I don't know. That would be my best guess. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Philly is now they're probably going to transition to how can we get more picks than, you know, solid assets. Right. Because yeah. I, I mean, the Kings aren't trading deer and Fox. Um, I mean, I, I who knows? I, I, I would I mean, assume I they're don't, not. <laughs> I don't see, I, I don't see it because of the fact that, they probably feel like, hey, this is our, our best player. Yeah. Trading away our best player for Ben Simmons. It, yeah. It doesn't make really make an upgrade. Yeah. Um, but, but in the sense of like, it's crazy how they might hang on to Halliburton and not trade him in a package for Ben Simmons because, I mean, Ben Simmons, look at what he's done. Like, like yeah. maybe Halliburton gets that. I think he's a good player. But again, like we're talking about a former all star who's still 25 years old. Uh, four years yeah. left of team control. He wants to be in California. Like that makes sense. The uh, the, the wolves, like you know, as you're saying, Beasley, um, maybe Prince as well for the salary yeah, for to salary, match, yeah. and then picks. But the point is, there's not like a great option if you're Philly because no. then you're basically doing what the Knicks are doing, which is like we have a bunch of picks, we have some talented young players, yeah. and we'll strike <clears throat> when we can. But the thing is, I mean. I still think the Knicks can, whatever the hypothetical package is that Philly would receive, the Knicks could probably beat that in a trade for a bigger superstar. The question, of course, is does it deplete the Knicks to the point where it's then not worth doing? That's, like, yes. I'm not suggesting, and I, I'm not saying let's get into this conversation, but you know, we've talked about RJ Bear and his involvement. Yes. It's like if the Sixers get this massive haul all of a sudden for Ben Simmons, and by haul, I mean, you know, multiple first round picks and um, like, what McDaniel's? Yeah, off I was about of to say if, Minnesota if they could get and, like a young like I don't know would Sacramento put the what's his face Davion Mitchell on the table? Like I have no idea. Like who knows? Maybe they would put maybe. put Albert on the table. We we have no we really have no idea. But like whatever it is, it's a competitive offer. But you're right. I think the Knicks could still probably put together you know the best the best package. Right, and a lot of it can change. I mean, that's why we first have to see what that offer is, or, the, or what the deal is that Philly gets, and then we can evaluate from there. But you know, again, if you're Philadelphia right now, I, I mean, I would rather if I'm a, a Sixers fan, I'm pretty pissed off at Maury because this could have just been solved if he hadn't tried to sell oh, yeah. so high that it just 
obliterated the asking price. And, and then it got to a point where it's now we're talking about, okay, either Ben Simmons doesn't show up or we trade him and get away from this. Like yeah. it just could have been much easier. And now it's not, and it's messy and it's awkward. And that's a problem for them. I wouldn't be, I guess I wouldn't be too bummed if I was a Sixers fan only because I think, and this is where I think I'm in a, the minority amongst at least some Nick fans I've seen in terms of like making predictions about next year's standings. Like to me, if you just removed Ben Simmons off the Sixers roster, like there there is no Ben Simmons. Like I still think that that team is a top six seed, pres- presuming, presuming Joe LMB stays healthy, which again, he's going to miss games. But like, I don't know. I have a, a pretty large amount of respect for like regular season doc as a coach, um, you know, Tobias Harris is still good. Like they have, you know, Maxie's probably going to take a step forward. Like I still would put that team. And like, if I was the Sixers, as long as I got into that top six and I didn't have to play one of Milwaukee and Brooklyn in the first round, like, I don't know. I just signed Joel Embiid to a supermax. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be here for, you know, at least a few years before he maybe requests a trade. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be too, too worried, but I, I do think the situation is fascinating. Gun to your head. Do you think Simmons gets moves before, I guess, game one of the regular season? Yeah, I do. You do? Okay. I just I think it's too awkward. But another thought that kind of occurred to me is even with the, the Dame situation, right? And we know that Dame doesn't have a no trade clause. The nope. Blazers could trade him wherever they want. But I would still imagine that Dame has some leverage in terms of going to this place or not. Let's say somehow it materialized where Dame to Philadelphia would be a possibility. And Portland goes to Damian Lillard, who just got married. Congratulations to him. Um, and Congrats, Dame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, it happened yesterday. I, didn't, um, I did not know. It was, it was very cool. But it's wonderful. Um, they say to him, like, you know, Philadelphia is an option. And I'm just thinking about how Portland, how much he loves the city <laughs> and the fans and Philadelphia, where they're they like the, the city and the fans right. have a habit of tearing down players and reducing them to shreds. Yeah. And I mean, if you're Dame and your whole thing is loyalty and and wanting to deliver to fans, and then you go to another location that's known for just being so vicious. And look, I I mean, we as New Yorkers, we're not exactly the kindest either, right? We have a mean streak to us too, but it's like it, it to me it's just it feels like if you're an nba player what is your desire if you have any kind of say yeah. why you'd go to philadelphia when you have an incredible player in joel Embiid, but you could be worried about his health where it seems like a lot of the blame is going to rest on your shoulders like for dame right now it's like the supporting cast it's the players around him i'm sure that there's some things that dame could have done better that he you know, well, be criticized for. And yet, because of the fact that around the team around him is not as good or injuries or whatever, he kind of gets away scot-free to an extent. He he doesn't happen in Philly. uh, You know, (laughs) Portland and Philly are uh, not the same place. Um, And and I guess the other thing that happened uh, over basketball wise, an actual basketball thing that happened was the marketing trade that brought Nance Jr. to um, Portland I just think that's significant and, and it, it basically signals like Portland's going to roll at least until the trade deadline with this team. Like Neil O'Shea is going to give this thing a run and we'll see what happens. Um, but they, and did I think another, they did another really dumb thing. And so, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you. no, what? Um, 
they once again, for the second year in a row, traded their first round pick, but lottery protected it every until, single year. Until so eternity. They, they can't trade the picks unless <laughs> they get to remove the protection. It's so it basically it's like this is their team that they have. Maybe to you with. should replace Neil O'Shea after he inevitably gets fired. I think you should be the GM of the Portland Trailblazers. Loyal fan base. It's yeah, I'll you know, I'll take it. I'll I'll humbly <laughs> accept the job. <laughs> you wait, hold on, Andrew. Does Portland not have a loyal fan base? No, they they can't have Jeremy. Stop it. Oh, okay. Stop. okay. Sorry. Jeremy, Jeremy showed off the last like two months between cap or no cap and filling in for you. Like we now need to bring his market value down. So oh, stay here okay. with us, John. You, right. So you need to Ben Simmons me is what yes, I'm Yes, exactly. But okay. Could, how funny would it be if Jeremy was like, I'm not showing up for the first pot of the season. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, don't sick Rich Paul on me, Jeremy, please. Um, okay. I think that's anything else on the Ben Simmons thing or anything? I um, feel like that's. I got one. All right. One thing that I was just yeah, thinking sure. about. So, because um, I mean, we've talked about building this team and how it, what the final stage is and kind of getting to that point of contender. Because why else? That's why you watch basketball. And we've seen so many of these Lakers and Nets signings recently where just like yep. these super teams that are kind of building. And yeah, please don't use super team. Well, with the Lakers. I, th- I think I think it's fair. It is a super team. If you want to call it that, which I do, I will. Listen, they have two superb on paper, players. Sure. And then they have a very good player still in Russell Westbrook. The fit is a huge question, but I think okay. you can look at it however you want. I mean, that he's, a, he's an upgrade over what they had. The point is sure. here. If we're looking at the two teams that consensus, quote unquote, feels are going to be in the finals. They're the favorites. They're the favorites. Sure. How many on both teams, how many players were drafted by each respective team that will see uh, minutes like the the top 10 rotation? How many of them off the top of my head? Brooklyn, um, I guess I'm not counting uh, Nick Claxton. So that would be. Why aren't you counting Nick Claxton? Because they have a million bigs now. They just signed Millsap and Griffin and yeah, but you Aldridge. Know, but also, I mean, Claxton could still be. Okay, fine. You, know, you want me to count Claxton? Yeah, well, I'm saying you could still be in the second unit, right? But you, you don't have to count if you want because Jeff Green's gone. So I figure what? Isn't Blake going to fill in? I, um, LMA. And, the, and the Lakers have uh, nobody. Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker. Excuse me. Sorry about Excuse me, Laker fans. I know you're very protective of Taylor. But this this is exactly my point, right? Yes. We're talking about these two teams where the only players that they've drafted who could see minutes are second round picks and it's one on each team. And I guess it's the thought process of when the time comes. Look, I get it because you want that emotional feeling. Sure, it sucks. But again, this is my point. I mean, I'm sure it won't suck when one of them is holding a trophy in... in, um, whatever it is eight months from now, but like, I don't need to get into it. You, you know, I just, my, it was, it was yeah. a, it's a passing thought that I'm saying, yeah, no, it's, a, it's an accurate thought. We can focus on the draft and want an organic build and that's fine. That's a way to do it. And it, you can, you can still do it that way. Yeah. But these teams, can you still do it that way? Themselves out. Yeah. You can still do it that way. I mean, Milwaukee just did. Yeah. And Phoenix, the runners up, they, I mean, how many of those yeah. guys were homegrown? So it's and not it, like but, it's impossible. It's just, it's a thought that I had. Or I was yeah. like, I'll mention on the pod because again, no, it's I, a, you should have a good balance of the two or, or three trade draft free agency. Uh, and the Knicks have that, right? I mean, yeah. that's, they, they have a good assortment and it's just a question of where they go from here. And it's something to keep in mind where it's head and heart and 
you have to make sacrifices that we emotionally don't love, but we know are the right moves in the end. So as I was seeing this, this like arms race, like the US and the Soviet Union in the 1950s and 60s during a Cold War, I just kind of came to me and thought like, no, yeah, I, it's, it's just, I it's just cost doing business. Look, I, it goes without saying, I'm never going to like dislike a, the, like the notion of a championship team, like a next championship team is like, what, and the concept of like that happening and then me like being like, oh, I wish it was this way instead is, is stupid. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And it's a point that's well taken, um, you know, but but look, um, Milwaukee drafted Giannis. They did not draft Chris Middleton. They, they did not draft uh, Drew Holiday. Um, they didn't draft Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis. Um, so like, it's not like they were all homegrown either, but like, like to get Chris Middleton as like kind of a steal in a trade where he was an afterthought and then watch him grow into a guy who's like the most important player in the last five minutes of a finals game. Like that's different than, you know, you know, go, go getting Russell Westbrook or whatever. Of course it's, they're all yeah. different. They're yeah. all, no, I know, you know, but it's just, again, their teams cut from different cloths yeah. and well, let's, I'm looking forward to we got, we got, this team. We got that's, some time before yes. that. I just, I know top of mind. Not much going on. So that's enough. I appreciate it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. One other thing you did, Miss, is we introduced a new game last Sunday called well, I, 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 I Know the it. Knicks. Did yes. you, how would you have done on the through? 40% so, from three. It's funny because uh, I almost got embarrassed. I, I would, got invited on the, the athletics NBA show uh, at the end of last week and they did a trivia game at the end. And it was to name all the guys who had shot above 40% from three from this Knicks team. And um, I got the question wrong because they were like minimum of 48 attempts. And I knew Frank was over 40, but I'm like, there's no way he had over 40. He had 40 and he had, he had 48 attempts. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I would have done OK, but we'll see. We'll we'll see today, won't we? I guess. Right. Well, for those who I'm going to assume you guys, because it's a podcast and it's not radio, you listened last week and are here now for this week's episode. Um, the rules of the game are simple. It's a list of things in Nick's history. And John and Jeremy will go back and forth, n- naming as many things off the list that they can. Uh, if one person gets one wrong, uh, then they are out and the opponent has the chance to name as many as they can to uh, accrue as many points as possible. Uh, there are three categories, 2021 post decision. So since uh, July 9th, 2012, 2010 uh-huh. and post me. So post Claudio since August 3rd, 1988. Okay. I'm not going to ask you to know something that happened before I was born. Um I'm working, Jeremy, on a post Macri one. So this way I can cover all of Nick's history um, into a category. But- That's un- <laughs> uncalled for. Um, uh, John, continue, please. You get to choose. Do they even which- have trivia in the 1940s? I think the word trivia was actually created at oh, the, the 1940s, not the 1840s. <laughs> right. Yes. I actually, it's funny. I actually looked up Walt, Walt Bellamy's stats. Earlier today <laughs> for uh, something I'm writing in the newsletter. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we don't have to go into that. Wait, you guys, you guys knew each other, though, right? Good friends yeah. uh, from the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, anyway, uh, I go first. So I'm going to choose the old, well, the old you man get, one. You get so you choose the oldest one. Yeah, post oldest one. So um, uh, he's, well, John's going to wipe the floor with me. I'm very excited. On this. Well, this oh, actually- I, listen, my head is my, I'm not in my usual headspace. So I think you got a good chance. I will say of the categories today, this might be the easiest. We'll see. 12 Knicks. Um, you guys have to go back and forth and name as many as you can. The 12 Knicks that have made an all-star team or played in an all-star game. So been selected to the team. So there's since like when? Since 1988. Since 1988. Okay. So the 1989 all-star game on, there's been 12 mixed Knicks that have been selected to or played in an NBA all-star team. So I go first? Yes. Okay. Patrick Ewing. That's one. Jeremy. Uh, no, Jeremy goes, right? Yes. Spree? Jeremy, uh, Jeremy said Spreewell? Yes. Okay. I think, right? I did not, but... Oh, well... Oh, I thought I, I, I literally I heard... Randall. Oh, okay. So then so John said Spreewell. Spree. Well. There okay. you go. Okay. So you said, you said named to an all-star team, right? Yeah. Named to an all-star team. Not named and played to an all-star team? No, so that's oh. either or, which is why you're Chris about to say... Porzingis. There you go. Okay. Alan Houston. Correct. Uh, this gets harder. It shouldn't, but it does. Carmelo Anthony. I mean, actually, hey, it's thank not you. <laughs> I think that might be all made, easy ones. Made six of them. Yep. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> um, Oakley. It's three to three. Correct. Four to three. 
Oh, this is not. Uh, God, I feel like again. This is where my uh, my youth is gonna be a factor, even though people younger than me probably get this. Did, didn't Starks make one of them? Nineteen ninety four. There we answer? go. Is that, that your is my answer? answer? There you go. I got this, John. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I am. It's funny. I'm blanking on a couple of the obvious ones. Uh, so I'll go to the one I think that. Uh, Jeremy's going to forget, which is David Lee. Correct. Five, four. Jeremy. There's three more? There's three more. Since 1989? Yeah, so the 1989 All-Star game to now. Okay. That's going to be tough because that like kind of takes out all of the... right. Aren't we basically done with the 2000s? No. We're not? There's okay. two more in the 2000s. Two more in the 2000s. Um, two said- more in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. You said Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of a what person uh, wasn't wasn't Jamal it. Crawford? Nope. Is that your question? Uh, you're saying uh, it's nope. not Jamal I'm, Crawford? It's a statement. Okay. It's not. It's not a statement and a fact. There you go. Could it? In uh, fact, the person that you're not thinking of, one of the people you're not thinking. No, of, don't give me a hint. Okay, never mind. I'm no words are being said by me. Hi, John. It's good to have you back. Oh uh, God! I don't think I don't think Starbury made it, but you gonna say Stefan Marbury? I know because I feel like because of how disappointing it all was. Okay, I need all an right, answer. All right, all right, I'm gonna fine. I'll say Stefan Marbury. Incorrect. Yeah, I thought it was, but yeah. Okay. So now I have to name someone. You name one. There's three more, right? There's three more. Can you name all three? Right now you're winning. Ch- five so I think more. Chandler. Tyson Chandler made it. That's the hard one. I was mm. I was shocked. Tyson Chandler, his only career All Star game in 2013, he made it. Um. So there's one. I'm. Oh, uh, Anthony Mason made one. No, not for the Knicks. Shit. No, never mind. It wasn't. That for the is Knicks. that is an answer was given. John. No, 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 no. I I, I took that, it back. That, I took oh, it back. Oh, okay. He can't. So, he just. He can't. Well, did I already no win hint. the game? I already you won. won the round. Yeah, I won the round. Get, but you, I, I want to try to get the last two. You can. You, you got your last. You you're out. But you can. Hold name on, I'm missing. I'm want. missing someone from either the early '90s or the late '90s. There's two. There's one from. Uh, I can give you guys hints now. There's one yeah. from '89 that you're missing. Oh, and then there's one so from fucking easy. There's one from the 2010s you're missing also. It's not Mark Jackson. Um, it's Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson made the 19. He made an all-star team as a Nick? The 1989 all-star team. I, I honestly didn't. I, I, didn't I was shocked that. too. 1989 all-star team. And then one from the 2000s? Amari Stoudemire. Oh my God. So was, that's the yeah, obvious okay. one. My yes, Lord. Right. I, I, I said earlier, I said I'm missing an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I win that round. Great. Yes, you win. You right now have six points, Mr. Macri. Uh, Jeremy, of the two remaining categories, who would you like to go to? Let's go last season. Last season. All right. The Knicks uh, obviously won 41 games and with a four seed, they defeated 14 different teams twice. Oh, Jeremy, wow. You get to go first. These are the 14 teams that the Knicks defeated twice last year. Can okay. I ask a so this on on our system, can I pull up like the NBA a list of the NBA teams? No, no. Because right. then you could just go by and try yeah. to remember it. This All right, so I'm not going to do that. All right, top of the head. All right, so Jeremy, you Jeremy, go first. go first. Celtics, correct. That was the, literally the first one that came to my mind too. Um, look at the camera. Look at the camera. I don't trust your eyes. <laughs> 
I'm, look at the, I'm, look looking camera, at my, I'm looking at my notebook because I'm writing That's, stuff down. That doesn't count. You got, so teams that so they defeated. Gonna, no, no, no. We're on even ground here. Okay, we, fuck off. The Lakers. <laughs> no, you fuck off. Fuck off to your nook. Go back. You know, go move again. You you get one NBA legendary franchise. I'll take the other. The Lakers. Uh, John's out. The Knicks beat the Lakers once last year. Are you serious? Yes. They lost the overtime game. Oh my God! They did lose that game. Oh my God! I was so. Can I just? Jeremy, yeah. your turn to clean up. Can I just take want. laps here? If you you have as many as you want. So Jeremy wins the round. Can we continue going back no. and forth? Though? No, he's no, not no, out because no. he gets to name as many as he wants until gonna, he gets out. I can up the score as much as so, I want. Go ahead, right? Jeremy. Oh, I didn't Jeremy. realize that's how the rules work. I said at the beginning, as soon as your oh, opponent Jesus. is so out, now I've lost. Yes. So, yeah. Jeremy, how many? You have 13 other teams, if you'd like. Let's Jesus. do it, baby. John's right. so bad right now. <laughs> ahead, I really Jeremy. am mad because I was being I didn't even think about it that hard because I was like, they beat the Lakers twice. Nope. Go ahead, Jeremy. Who else did they beat twice last year? Fuck well, they beat the Bucks you. twice. They Andrew. beat the Bucks twice. Yes. One with yes. Giannis, one without Giannis. Yep, that's correct. Obvious. Um, We're now tied six to six. This is really how this is going to work. Yes. <laughs> I think you were going to get the course question wrong, John. I didn't think it through. <laughs> it's OK. Consequences. It's all right. Jeremy, okay. go ahead. Um, I'm going to go west. I'm going to go to the south, the south uh, west now. Right. So let's go. Uh, they beat the Grizzlies twice. They beat the they Grizzlies did. twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat the Pelicans twice. They beat the Pelicans twice. They did. Cool. Cool. Um. Beat the Rockets twice. Maybe the Rockets twice. Yep. Cleaning up, Mr. Mm-hmm. Cohen. Mm-hmm. If you can get uh, all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Let's see. They they beat the Mavs once, so that's not it. Not mm-hmm. sure about the Spurs, so let's keep it going. We know that they only beat the Lakers once. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they got killed by the Spurs. It was right, uh, either right before or right after the All Star break. I appreciate you helping me. You're right. That's the game Frank started. So <laughs> There's an you, East man. playoff team that's very obvious. Oh, I'm sure I'll get there. Don't don't worry. I got some time. <laughs> I got all day. Um, again, so in the Pacific, yeah, not the Clippers, Lakers, or the Suns. Uh, you know, if we're going by process elimination, well, no, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get the safe ones first. I'm gonna get the safe ones. Oh You're rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah. Your, yeah, your daughter feels bad for you. Apparently, it does. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right, Jeremy, uh, go on. I need an answer. Beat the Magic twice. Beat the Magic twice. Yes. Um. Man, I want to say beat the Hawks twice. Beat the Hawks three times, actually. Yep, yeah, three. Yep, that's right. Ooh, uh, it's another. Uh, I'm not. No hints. Never no mind. Hints, that's fine. Oh God. Uh, all right. I might lose it on this one. I think they beat the Bulls twice. They beat the Bulls twice. A few. Okay. Good. Good. How many teams am I up to? Uh, you've named. There's six left. So you've named eight. Six left. Okay. Um, beat the. Oh no. I'm writing down the other six as we speak. <laughs> as it you, Jerry gets them right. You can so be- annoying. <laughs> uh, There's another round. Don't worry, John. Yeah. Did I say the magic? Yes. Yes, you did. You did. I did. Right, you should okay. be. El- can you be eliminated no. for not remembering? That's like drafting somebody, trying to draft somebody that was already taken in your fantasy draft. I'm sorry. Did, is the person who named zero of the teams speaking or? <laughs> oh, that they are weird. Hmm. They should have never lost how, that fucking overtime game against the Lakers. John, I should not how, be. How are you? So that, how are you hating game? from outside the club when you can't, you can't even end? get? Oh my god! Ooh, yikes! Um, I don't even know what that reference is. Uh, that's a Chris Brown. There you go. Back. I think he had just. 
been what we now call canceled at the time, but that beat was sick. So anyway, yep. Jeremy, six more teams. Okay. Well, I can tell you that the Northwest Conference, they're not two two wins for any of them. We can wipe that away. Mm-hmm. Uh Pacific uh Kings. They beat the Kings twice. No. Ah, no. I'm out. Okay. okay. One Pistons, Pistons, Cavs, Raptors, Hornets, Wizards, and the sixth one is sixteen. That's the Raptors one threw me off because that was the worst game that they had had from mm-hmm. three point shooting ever. Any team, so that's mm-hmm. why I thought like they were only one. But all right, you know what? I got I got some good lumps in there. Jared, There's a, Jared, it's a West. I'm, I'm missing a West team, right? Nope. You're, you said. You say this? I said Pistons, Cavs, Raptors, Hornets, Wizards. Uh, you're missing an East team. I'm missing an East team. Mm-hmm. The fuck is the other team in the East? Not actually surprising with the Knicks history with this team. Oh, Pacers. They beat the Indiana Pacers mm-hmm. twice last year. So Jeremy got eight points that round. It is 12 to six. The remaining category um, post decision. So since uh, I forget, I'm going to look up the date for next week, but I think it's July 9th of 2000. Uh, 2010. Since then, uh, 18 Knicks have recorded a double double using going by points and assists. Wow. So not rebounds. It's at least 10 points, at least 10 assists. And that's how they got their double double. Now, they may have gotten a triple double, but at 18 Knicks over the last decade and change okay. had a double double at points and assists. John, you go first. Over the last decade. Yeah. So since, since the decision, so since the beginning of the 2010 2011 season. Okay. Um, this is actually difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to go with the obvious one first, but uh, so let's <laughs> start off with the wait. Bad. Wait, how's how's John going first on this one? I've gone back and forth each time. Oh, you have? Yeah, that went John. Then I did. No, you did. You went first, then he That's got the right. Lakers wrong. There. Yeah, you're right, John. Uh, yours. Um, Julius Randle. Correct. Did it eight times. Jeremy. Uh well, Alfred, Alfred Payton got a triple double. Yeah, so he's done it six times in his Knicks career. Yeah, correct. Since the decision, uh, Ray Felton. Damn it, Ray Felton did it twenty nine times, the most uh, on this list. That was gonna be mine. Now it gets difficult. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Although, okay, when you really think about it, there there's a couple. There are a few obvious ones. Oh man, I got all right. Um, crap, I could honestly blow it on this one. Um, well, I feel like Melo had to have had a triple double at least once, so I'm gonna go with Carmelo Anthony. Yes, you did it twice. Yeah, I wasn't sure mm. about him. Some of us um, were, though. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. So there's a, a bunch of names that I I am thinking of saying. Um, wait, since the decision, since the decision, so this decade, Jeremy Lynn, Jeremy, I was waiting for someone to say Lynn Sanity. Yes, did it seven times. It's all appropriate in, that I say Jeremy in, Lynn. I was about to say all someone's... in a 17 day stretch, Jeremy Lynn did it and then it ended. <laughs> Such a shame. Uh huh. But at least Mello had those. Uh, what did he have two? Yeah, six other all star teams. It's really nice that Mello found the time to get. Tennis twice. You know, it's a shame his teammates decided for two games to actually make it when they passed it to him, you know. Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> um Frank Nilakina. Yes, Frank Nilakina did it <laughs> that Brooklyn twice game. And, and Washington, Washington game, game right game. before the before pandemic. The... Yeah. Yep. Um I actually looked up this stat uh when 
when I don't know when did when did Dennis Smith Jr. sign with Portland? Um, although actually, I, I looked up the assists. I'm I'm fairly certain he must have had double digit points in the game. Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. did it once in the game you're talking about. Thirteen assists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's four to three, John. This round, and they're eighteen in total. Eighteen total. Oh God, it means there are eleven left. This is that math, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> how math works. Oh man! Again, eighteen Knicks to record mm-hmm. a double double by points and assists. I feel like there's going to be like a random. Well, I mean, there's several random ones, obviously. But um, all right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go all in, and maybe I'm wrong on this one. Jarrett Jack. Jared Jack did it three times. I would not have. I forgot about Jared Jack. Mm-hmm. That's well done. Very right honest. John. Um, again, I, I don't. It's very possible. I'm. You know what? No, because I'm going to go with the one that I am pretty sure about. And this I could be wrong because I could just be imagining this. Did Alonzo Trier do it once? He did not. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, can you name another? I feel like much to our chagrin, Emmanuel Moutier did it once. Emmanuel Moutier did it twice. Twice. Wow. Yes. Well done. Yes. Okay. Uh, after that, it's just like. Yeah, now you're slip picking. This now is the, his- really the history of Nick's point guards. The fact that it's Raymond Felton for 29, and then Jeremy Lin did it seven, and then everybody else is two, two or three or four times. Oh, wait, wow. I got one. I got another one. Yeah. Uh, at least I think I do. Trey Burke. Trey Burke is the four-timer. Yes. Wow. I wouldn't have remembered Burke either. It's not a name I just wrote down. Yes. There's some other okay. ones, though. Don't tell me that Jose Calderon was also Jose one. Calderon of did it twice. I wrote, I have Calderon <laughs> down here. So Calderon was the name I was going to say other than Trier. Uh-huh. But I was convinced. I, I'm actually going to look up now what, what Trier's highest this game was as you're, as you're continuing to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to run out of point. There are a lot that I have blanked. Oh, wait. Did... Oh, God. Was Hazonia actually one of them? Mario Hazonia yeah. had a, <laughs> that's 16, a good one. <laughs> it was, I think, 16, 15, and 11 that he yeah. did one game. That's really good. Yes, that that's is good. a great call. Yep. All right. I'm uh, I'm just going to bow out because I'm not going to remember. You any sure? Others. There's a current Nick on this list. There's really a current Can I Nick take on some more list. guesses? No. Uh, if You're out. Uh, 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 Jeremy, I already gave you a hint. <laughs> Go ahead. So, yes, John, you can Son take of a Go bitch. ahead, Je- John. <laughs> Trier Go ahead, topped John. out at fucking eight. Um, so the three names I have written down are Kid, Rose, and Quickly. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly never did it. Derrick Rose has done it twice. And I, the funny part about Derrick Rose is he did it once in 2021 and uh, once in and 2016. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd did not. Wow. Ooh. Okay, so I was wrong on two of the three guesses that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, Porzingis never got 10 assists. No. no. Barely um, got 10 rebounds. That's... That's very true. When you're a small um, forward, you know, you're not asked to. Read. I have to think Timmy did it once. Tim Hardaway Jr.? No. Yeah. No, never got 10 assists in a game. Nope. That's there actually are mildly five, surprising. There to are me. five left. One guy was here for a cup of coffee and then left. And his part was, uh, this is giving it away, but was part of a trade that we disagree on, John. Oh, Billups. Chauncey Billups did mm-hmm. it once. Is now the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. There are three left. Four, uh, four, three four left. Four left. Four left. Four left. Was did Pablo get to double? That's okay. another. I thought yeah. about. He's no, no, no. Okay. So one guy was brought here to be the point guard of the team, and then got hurt, 
And because he was hurt when one Jeremy Lin showed up and was able to play. And I, I think I've given enough of a hint. I mean, the point, the starting point guard, the first game of that season, I believe was either Tony Douglas or Ramon Schumpert. So Tony Douglas is on the list. He did it okay. twice. But Baron oh, Davis. Uh, fucking, uh, oh, my God. Right. Uh, Baron, da- there you go. Baron yeah, Davis there you go. came did, to what, the Knicks. Did Mike Bibby do it? Mike Bibby did not. Okay. There's two uh, Tony left. Douglas did this? Tony uh, Douglas did it twice. It's amazing. So now we're missing two names, right? Yes. One guy that did it three times. One guy I didn't realize played for the Knicks. Did Jr. manage to get no? Tennis? <laughs> no, that one is no, that listen. one. Would be, well, maybe rebounds for the other teams off of his missed shots count. Uh-huh. Okay, so um, so somebody you said somebody did three times on this list. Yes, during the 2016-17 season. I was just looking at stats from that season the other day too. Um, oh, Galloway. No, Langston Galloway never did it. No. This guy has a 50-point game in his career. Brandon oh. Jennings? Brandon Jennings did it three <sighs> times for the Knicks. That's insane. And then uh, Bino Udre did it once, which I, again, did not know this guy played for the Knicks. Would, it, would yeah. not. I remember he played for the Knicks. It was mm-hmm. uh, That had to be during 2015-16. Probably. I so wrote his name down and then moved on with my life. I apparently did the same thing when he was with the Knicks. So Wow. Okay. Well, okay, so, Jeremy. Jeremy wins this week. Um, well done. Well done, guys. Thank you. That was fun. I, I, I like was, to thank the academy. Really good... um... <laughs> <laughs> it's for you, Ma. Yeah. I can't believe I got the between Lakers and Trier. I don't know what I'm more mad about. The Laker one, because I I remember staying up for that game and no, and I remember now that I'm thinking you know, about it, I remember being absolutely distraught mm-hmm. that they managed to blow that game. Cause I was like, this is a game they may not recover from. I remember f- feeling that feeling, yep. but for some reason sitting here tonight, I was like, Oh yeah, they did beat the Lakers. It was that, uh, that lack of a box out by Rose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's, and then that's where we talked to her. It was like, it felt like everything kind of <laughs> yeah, was good. Know, spiraled out from there. So fun times. Yeah. Great. Um, this was great guys. Um, Man, I was I thought I'd be rusty and I probably was rusty, but um it's good to be back. Good to have good you to back. be back. Um so we got some um fun stuff coming up uh over the next few weeks, um both on here and the Patreon pod, I should say. Um, but I don't have anything else. Anything from either of you guys before we get out of here? Awesome. Jeremy, you first. No, I'll just say welcome back. Really happy to have you here. Excited for what's in store and um yeah, we'll fill some we'll fill some time before the season starts and I will be good. I do want to ask Andrew, am I, am I allowed to, to plug a different podcast? On this oh podcast? yes. I know oh, where yes. you're going with this. Yes, you may. Can I plug it on your, like plug it for my behalf as well? Yes. Please. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. So listen, I, if you're listening to this, I, I swear I would not. Cause like you, both of you guys have like gone on, like done the guest spots on other podcasts that like, I quite frankly may not have listened to final review which is Andrew Claudio's new podcast with my other good friend, Bernardo Zaraski is phenomenal. And I could say that because I listened to the first episode, not only not once, but twice, because I listened to it because I listened to it at like seven in the morning, the day came out. And then my wife wanted to listen to it. Um, so I listened to it again. It might've been better the second time. Uh, they, you guys did the social network and you gave it a final review and you ranked it on 
um, 10 different criteria. And uh, it's just like, it's, 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 if you like movies and you want to listen to a podcast about movies, this is about as good as you could do. Um, and I, I, it's funny cause I, sh- I love movies and I struggle to find movie podcasts that I love, which is why, as Andrew knows, um, I'm a very big fan of the big picture because they do a good job of, of, of doing a movie podcast. This is every bit as good. So, uh, and I swear I'm not just saying that cause you, you guys are my friends, but if you like movies, go check out final review podcast, final review pod, final review podcast, what do you mm, call it? final review, just final review, just yes. final review. Okay. Yes. Remember the social network, drop the, the, no, drop, drop the, the, it's just, it's just cleaner. final review, just final go. review. There you go. Um, thank you for the plug. Um, we have a brand new episode coming out this Thursday. The movie we are doing will be announced tomorrow on our social media on over on Twitter. So I, I know the three candidates, but I don't know which episode. Oh, this is. so at the end of I mean, I could say this part because I said it in the in the uh, the pilots, the rules and regulations episode. Um, we play the score, the main score of the next week's episode at the very end of the pod you're listening to. And oh, so then I know what it is. Yeah. So yeah. we will announce if you haven't heard it yet, we will announce what the next episode is tomorrow on social media. Um, and uh, I mean, to John's point, yes, we are reviewing a different movie every every week and trying to quantify its greatness. But the entire gimmick, I think, is more of a way to introduce other movies that these great people have been in. So like we had somebody you- reach out and say like, oh, do I need to watch all these movies? Like, well, if you want to, here's our letterbox. And these are all the movies that were mentioned while I, you were I probably watched. I definitely pod. watched less than half of the movies that were referenced and not once. Um, although I did make it a point to Google. The fuck was in it? Oh, uh, live podcasting, folks. Uh, Never let me go, which I am going to make it a point to watch because based on your um I forget which if it was you or Oz that described it, but that movie sounds right up my alley. Yeah, we both we both had it on our list for, yeah. for Andrew Garfield. Um, yeah. It's a fun concept and I think it's a fun. Obviously, I think it's a fun podcast. It's a project Oz and I have been working on over the last year. And to those that have already listened and given feedback, thank you. And, you know, tune in this week for another final review mm-hmm. and keep going with the next film school podcast. Obviously, this is. We missed you while you were gone. It was it was fun to do a pod with Jeremy. It was fun to, you know, do do pods with somebody else for a change. But now the family's back together and the universe is is realigned correctly. Right. Yes, we've we um we achieved balance in the universe and we didn't have to kill anybody. No. Well, you haven't seen Chris lately, have you? That's <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love you, Chris. <laughs> That's fun. Jeremy, anything else from you? All set, sir. All right. This was great. Uh, Everybody out there, thanks for checking out um, another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. Uh, And uh, we will be back with you for more episodes and opportunities for me to redeem myself on the trivia game. (laughs) I feel really pretty terrible about right now. (laughs) Very soon. (laughs) All right. See you all later.